just how I'm feeling. What more can a man say? It's, um, what is it here? It's, uh, episode 14 of the Experimentalist Podcast. Um, yeah, kind of a little somber intro there, and, um, I think I'm gonna return to that just a little bit, but, um, yeah, this, uh, actually, it's, it's pretty early in the morning, you know, so, um, don't typically get going on the, the whole podcast thing, you know, the podcast, this whole, this whole thing, um, don't typically get it going this early in the morning, so trying that out, I actually uh, don't, I usually try to do these on a day where I have time to work on them. Don't have the time today, but that's not going to deter me. I'm still going to do them. Um, I want to try to squeeze these things in any chance I get just to keep doing it and see what, see what pops out. Um, it's been a weird couple of days maybe even weeks, uh, I really can't tell right now, because it's not even like everything's blurring together, it's just like my mind state has been the same for I don't know how long, um, what, what has happened, I'm trying to piece the stuff together, but, uh, a couple, couple weeks ago, I got, yanked out, I'm back in trying to, you know, piece everything together and figure out exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, um, supposed to be doing meaning what, like, uh, was I put on this earth to accomplish some sort of goal, um, and, like, help mankind or something like that, uh, doubt it I don't know but you know the 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 forces as I talked about before they kind of sense that I'm in in going in the wrong direction try to right the wrong and now I'm just not sure if that is working I think it constantly keeps me perpetually going over and over the same things. So I'm trying to actively sort of go against the grain. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to be a jerk to to the, the things and everything out there that's trying to help me along and give me some clues. Um, but, you know, as a detective, which I guess I am now, uh, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece the clues together and you get, you, you, you get some clues that are put there to lead you into a different direction. So you don't figure out the ending 
solution to the whole puzzle. Uh, and, and then you get clues that are to some other case. And if you start following those clues, then, you know, you'll, you'll find yourself in San Francisco at 3 o'clock in the morning on a trolley talking to the conductor. And um, he's taking you around, and you end up, you know, at the transatlantic building watching the sunrise. So anyway, um, it was another thing that kind of shocked me off the whole, you know, path and feeling feeling good about myself. Um, which when does that happen? But anyway, um, yeah. So I yeah I don't I don't really know what to do. Um, here's th- this is how I feel right now. Waking up in the morning, slapping on Pro Tools, hitting record, playing the jam. Like I just wanted to wake up and just be like, I I I had I slept. I'm sleepy, but I also had the dreams, which are sort of like the keys to unlocking the inner dimensions of the mind and you got to wake up and use those little bits and pieces of information that you actually give yourself when you dream that's like you feeding yourself clues so i'm trying to use all that play a little music get that recorded and then and then that's the springboard that's that's kind of what I do on these shows is just try to uh, psychologically get into it. But so like I played that and and after playing that and listened to just a, a minute of of that song there, um, here's here's how I feel. I basically just got slapped in the face by my main man. And it's not his fault. Actually, I pay him to smack my damn head as often as possible. But this time I'm talking, he slapped me metaphorically. We were talking on the phone. And this is my main man, Karsh McCabe. I haven't seen him in the flesh since 2002 or more like probably 1999 due to his ability to morph face and personality we were on the phone and he used to be this candy-eyed whack job a real three-dimensional cartoon but not like Looney Tunes, Daffy Duck, or even like Fritz the Cat, or you know some kind of cartoony animal. He was more like heavy metal, realistic, but exaggerated, a little bit crude, violent, drug-induced, so on. He was so out there that not many people saw him even when he was right in front of them he'd just do off the wall things 
and people just would ignore it so that they didn't have to get involved. But he wasn't in, like, mass public spaces too often. Um, more commonly, you know, you'd find him driving through the through the back roads of Pennsylvania on his way to or from a, uh, like, backwoods trailer party or something like that. Something where there'd be, like, three or four dudes and they'd consider it a party, but none of them really would know each other completely. They'd just be all there for some reason, like trying to pick something up or sell something and they'd get stuck there and just end up hanging out and everything would get kind of shady. But, you know, in most cases, they'd they'd all forget, like, why they were there and things would get really weird and, you know, um, just, uh, just strange situations like that. And I... I I'd, you know, I used to be with Karsh in situations like this. And, you know, I could I could probably now blame it on being young or naive or something, but the, the truth is I would do it again. Not on a flash or a heartbeat, but after, you know, after some planning and maybe getting a few more of my affairs in order, um, I would... I would go back and just check those situations out just because I survived them once before and they kind of are interesting, you know. Um, as far as getting my affairs in order, I probably wouldn't wouldn't go so far as like needing to draft up a will because, I mean, what what is that really? I mean, just dishing out my assets to people that outlive me. I could do that right here, you know, all my money goes to my wife, you know, that would happen anyway, so don't need the will, uh, the musical equipment, that's ba basically everything else I have, and, you know, whoever wants that, basically, I would say, like, the first 10 people to claim it, just get into this round-robin double elimination with one buyback set at $42.24 paper rock scissors tournament, winner take all, so, that, you know, right there. That's the deal. It's set out. I don't need any legal stuff for that. But, but uh, you know, other than that, I probably, before going on some kind of crazy adventure with Karsh, I probably would want to write down something like my last wishes or something like that. Um, but that would take a little bit more time to figure out. I wonder if I could do that. I don't know if I have last wishes. Thank you. 
I'm kind of glad I just took a minute there to just think about that stuff because it's probably really not that important. I mean, um, anyone that knows me knows the deal. And the deal is, hey, check out some music sometime. Play it if you can or want to because just make music. I mean, that's... There's nothing that can be really as important as that. Just get out there and make things because who knows, you know? (laughs) So, um, anyway... So, so yeah, I, I, all that stuff. I just kind of was thinking like, it's so it's it's so hypothetical to be like, uh, will I run into one of these excursions with with Karsh McCabe? Because the thing is, and the thing that I know, and and here's why it's coming all to a head right now because uh, Karsh changes. He changes in every way so rapidly it's mind-blowing now we all change as we go through life um me in particular and i i believe most of the people out there change gradually because of maybe of just like you kind of work to get to a spot in life where you enjoy the majority of what you have so uh, who would want to change from that? But at some point, you do change because maybe you just like your TV shows stop airing and you have to get into something else. And then you start to develop different interests and things like that. That's just kind of one thing. Or uh, maybe you uh, saved up for a couple years to take some vacation and it like unlock something in in you and then you just kind of get back to regular life and you shift a little bit um that's kind of how i think most of us do it but karsh is a different breed because he's thinking i think of uh just very intensely about what he's doing at the current moment in time so back then when we were getting into these kind of effed up situations like, I was just along for the ride, you know? I mean, um, like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember it correctly. Like, being, I, I kind of want to describe one of these things because, like, I was at these, at these uh, places with this guy from time to time, and, and it, was, it was such a long, long time ago, and I, I'm trying to remember exactly how it was, but um, it, it was like... Um, just being in these situations where like everything was completely off like nothing made sense about it um just uh, almost like the the rooms that we would be in if we end up in this in this trailer out in a field the rooms just wouldn't even make sense you know everybody if there was like three or four of us crammed in like this bedroom and the bedroom was only big enough for a bed and so everybody would just be sitting on the bed and it'd be like grown men and everybody had a motive or something like that it it was like but it 
my from my perspective, it, it was so weird because everybody seemed to act like this was everyday, normal, typical, you know, any other day type of shit. Like, I'd be feeling overwhelmingly awkward and trying to act super nice and polite to all these people. Like, as polite as I would act to my mom's group of best friends, you know, just laying it laying it on thick with the smiles and everything and these these guys probably didn't care how i was acting at all i mean that i think they were they were all trying to figure out like why they were even there i mean like did i come here to sell these knives or pick up a bag of poppies or like is this guy who i'm taking out shooting at rabbits with me or which one of y'all selling reefer or what was was I supposed to be packing? And and things would get like hilarious and and real scary to me. And Karsh would end up like at some point pulling out in his uh, Impala, just like burning rubber down the gravel stone driveway spraying rocks all over my face as I would be running behind the car trying to catch up and I you know it would seem to me like he forgot that he even brought me there he was just trying to get the fudge out of there and he um you know he always said he knew the deal and he just had to do it that way for timing to make sure like we we got out and everything worked out right um you know there'd be once I jumped in the car, like, I'd look back and see just tire tracks through the whole property, mailboxes knocked over and bird feeders, like, flying over top of the car, just all-out destruction. And, you know, for Karsh, this was, like, all in a day's work. And so, I mean, those situations were happening back in the day and that uh, and I kind of developed a bond with this guy because of the, just going through this stuff like having these life experiences well you know now he's like a totally different person you know we both kind of got into the corporate game but I was working for about 10 years in for a corporate company where he started working building his own corporation and now he's like huge you know gigantic player up in uh you know whatever that world is and so we were talking on the phone anyway and uh he brought it to a point where he said Something like cutting the conversation off, saying, I think I heard enough. No, no, no. He said, I heard exactly everything that I needed to hear. And then hung up the phone. And he still talks on a rotary style old school phone that you would see in the movies in like the 80s or something like that. He still talks on one of those. And so when he hung it up, it had this weight and a little reverberated clang that echoed through my ears. And I was trying to figure out what he meant because he'll say stuff like that to prove a point. And 
you know, I think uh, I think what he meant was just like we're we're through. This is it. I, like I've heard the last sentence in these type of conversations from you, from me. I'm out. And now he's probably off in uh, Cancun starting up some offshore banking heist or something like that. You know, because that's what he said he was going to do right before all uh, right before hanging up. So I don't know. So, you know, that's that's just the deal. So that's where I'm at right now. Got to finish this up. I'm going to um not sure what I'm going to do. I guess I got to finish this with one last song um and then and keep trying to figure this stuff out. Uh so Anyway, thanks for listening to this one that, uh, again, you know, don't forget if you did check this out and you want to listen to anything more, follow the progress, any of that stuff, check it out at oglebystraight.com. That's my website. I'm working on it as often as I possibly can. I'm also on Twitter trying to figure that whole deal out. Um, So start following me on that or send me a message or something Give me just tips how to run that. I don't really know what I'm doing there. So that is it. Again, Experimentalist Podcast. And I also got Experimentalist 2 music from Ogilvy Street coming out in a few months. See ya next time. Talk to you next time.